Thank you for joining us today as we walk shoulder to shoulder, growing in love of the Lord and each other. I'm Pam Marvin. And I'm Megan Silas. Welcome back to the show. Um, We are going to be starting a new series on this uh, episode. We really enjoyed doing the Living the Beatitudes series. Very much. Um, It was just really great to kind of dig into those beautiful words of the Lord and kind of understand more deeply how we can live those out in our daily lives and in this modern world. So um, it came to our minds that we could do the same thing for the Ten Commandments. So, you know, the Ten Commandments, they're even older than the Beatitudes, right? (laughs) They are way back there in the Old Testament. Moses. You know, kicking it, you know, old school. They are the OG (laughs) (laughs) of, uh, you know, living life according to God's will. So we just thought it would be really fruitful to, you know, kind of dig into ways that we can be very intentional intentional about living um, the Ten Commandments. I know that often... uh, you know, if you go to say like a penance service or something that sometimes uh, you'll be um, given the recommendation of using the Ten Commandments as a way of doing an examination of conscience. Yes, yes. So uh, I think that kind of concept really opens up um, a whole way of interpreting the Ten Commandments beyond just exactly what it says, right? Sometimes there's there's so many nuances that can really be violations of Ten Commandments that might not seem like it just obviously, but when you really dig into some of, you know, the behaviors and thoughts and and things that we can engage in every day, they really do um, represent violations of the Ten Commandments. So we're going to take each one, Mm -hmm. um, do an episode for each one and try to, like we did with the Beatitudes, kind of keep those episodes just like a little shorter so that we can really, you know, kind of hit hit the major um, points in each one and people can just digest those uh, over the next 10 episodes. Right. Our goal here really is to bring the 10 commandments into your everyday life and really giving you some tools of how to be better or look at them in such a way that's more realistic for our day and time. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, it's easy to say, ah, you know, those are for way back when. I didn't kill anybody. Yeah, I didn't kill anybody. I haven't committed adultery recently. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm good, you know, but there's just a lot more that's going on there. And, And really, this is, you know, God's just law for us, you know, and, and Jesus says, I think it's always important to remember, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And that if anybody who even removes one iota of what right. has been revealed by God in the Old Testament is is an error. So these things didn't go by the wayside when Christ came. You know, yes, we have a new covenant, but that's a fulfillment of the old covenant, not an abolition of the old covenant. So we're going to talk about how we can bring this everlasting covenant into our lives each day. And I want to frame this too in a way that was really helpful to me as a convert, that when we look at the Ten Commandments, you can look at it from the the perspective that I did at first is a is the God the Father in heaven with an angry face and the the thou shalt not finger pointing mm-hmm. down to the little human people. When in fact that's really kind of a fallacy. So it, God is such a good and loving Father. His intention, if I could be so bold as to say, was like you know my loves, my children that I love and adore so much, if you stay within these parameters, you will be very, very happy and healthy. That was his goal as a good parent, as a good father, to keep us happy and healthy. 
And that's what these commandments, rules, guidelines, borders are all about. Yeah, sometimes I also like to think of it kind of, you know, him as the creator and we, the creature that he has created, and he's been so kind as to give us an instruction manual. He's like, you know what? You want this person that you are to function well, to have joy, to have peace, to experience love, to be well-ordered and well-functioning. I'm going to give you some guidelines here that's going to help you for it to function well. To be the best version of yourself. Right. So you don't have to guess about, you know, what's the good things to do in order for you to function you know, and in a way that I've designed you to function. Like, that's the thing that's so amazing to me. It's like, if someone truly believes that God is the creator of all and the creator of each individual person, why would we think that we would know better how to run things in our lives than the one who created us? Does the engineer of the car know more about how to run the car than the car? Right. <laughs> right. You know, that's the true intelligence behind the whole thing. The Lord who created us mm-hmm. and he only gives us, you know, he gives us glimpses of his divine intelligence. But this, these 10 commandments are a major glimpse. Right. And, and Megan, I just want to like, one of the reasons I think that as, as human beings that we, eh, we don't like these rules is, is our pride of our fallen nature. Sure. We don't like to be told what to do. Um, that's the pridefulness. So if you feel eh, when you hear these, cause it doesn't fit your current lifestyle or whatever that may be, just remember, this is the way that God is loving you through these rules. Yeah. Uh, and so just be more, Oh, just be open to the Holy spirit to work in your lives through these right. shows. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think of that beautiful, you know, verse in scripture where, you know, the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you, plans for your good, for your life. So for a future. Think, yeah, your future. I think this is to enter into this discussion of the Ten Commandments and how to live them with absolute trust, trust in the goodness of the Lord, trust that he truly does have desire for our good our joy, our peace, and that this is this is the way not to just have to like be under the, you know, oppressive like rules of the Lord, but to simply acknowledge he wants our good and he's shown us ways to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get it started yes. with the first one, the, the one he put right at the top, because mm-hmm. really it sets the stage for everything else. He says, I'm the Lord, your God. You shall have no strange gods before me. So I think this this ver this you know commandment really is what I just said. Right. He's the sovereign. He's the creator. None of this matters if you don't acknowledge that. If you right. aren't believing that that's true, that he's the God. He's the one who made it all. He's the one that has the eternal perspective on the whole thing. If you don't trust that, he's the God of order. Yeah. And this is first in the line of the way to order things. So I think one of the ways, though, that it's easy for us to get into a a bad place with this is because we think that as long as we're not like actually worshiping some other God, that we're good to go. 
right? Like that's the fallacy, right? You know, right? if you say, "Well, I'm not worshiping Buddha," or you know, I'm not like you know, out there in a Hindu temple offering you know incense to some false, strange god, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot more to it than that. So much. I know where you're going with this. I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to say. No. Well, why don't you why don't you say where you think I'm going oh, with it? Oh goodness. Well, right now, let's just take, you know, looking around. I've heard this new um this new kind of people are worshiping a false god of uh I don't know, not not of fear, but of trying bodily health to, mm-hmm. you know, that that is that is above all and for all. Um, so in a way they're putting their health before God, right. which is really disordered. That's one way. Mm-hmm. One of the things I see so much so is um, putting a busyness before God. Like you're so busy, you, you can't even you can't even take time for God. Oh, I'm too busy. In right. the evening, it's mm-hmm. just really not a priority. Sports can be that way. Oh, you know, hobbies that are out of control where you where you just do the hobby all the time and leave God to the side. But a really big one, um, especially for our brothers, is work. Mm-hmm. Work can become our God. You mentioned it in our last episode that sometimes exercise and health can be a God. Mm-hmm. Those are those are just a few. Right. I think the thing that you're really getting at here is anything that draws your attention and is prioritized in your prioritized in your life before fostering an intimate relationship with the Lord has become an idol to you has be, you know, because one of the, some translations of um, the 10 commandments in this part, say you shall make no graven images. And when it, when it says that it's basically saying, don't take anything of the physical world and put it before you for worship or attention. And so I think sometimes we think we get very narrow in our thinking about what worship is where it's okay. like, Oh, it means I'm, I'm praying to it. Somebody can say, well, I'm not praying to, you know, my physical health or I'm not praying to my job or whatever, but the way that we spend our time, the, the priority we place on things, the attention that we give to things can be in a way our worship. That's right. And Megan, I want to take a look at a pause and kind of do some questions for self-reflection for our listeners. And I personally went through this a few years ago where I took the time to really sit down and look at where I spent my time. How was most of my time during my day and my waking hours, how was it spent? You know, you know mm-hmm. first it was like my job, um, and then down the line was, you know, maybe the kids and then my husband, I mean, how much time I mm-hmm. spent with them. And I remember just talking to the Lord saying, Lord, the use of my time here does not reflect my love for you. Mm-hmm. Please help me to rightly order it toward you. So I really want to just encourage maybe as in our last episode, we're talking about things to reflect on for this new year to become better. And one of them is, how are you spending your time? That's where you're investing yourself. Mm-hmm. And is that rightly ordered towards God? These are just questions for you to ask and to ponder. Are you rightly ordering your day 
towards God. Of course, we do spend a lot of times with our jobs and our businesses, but is it all consuming? Is right. it seven days a week? Is it 24 hours a day? Where's the separation? Mm-hmm. Another thing I think I'd like to bring to mind is the concept of identity. Because I think this is a, a big area where we can come to understand if we're placing something in our lives as an idol above the Lord, where do you get your sense of identity, your sense of self-worth, your sense of purpose? Because the Lord is calling us as saying, don't have any gods before me. He's saying, understand yourself as oriented towards me, as find your identity in me. Who are you? Right. Are you defined by being a son or daughter of the Lord? Right. Or do you seek your identity in other things? Well, example, um, you know, if you've listened to the show ever, you know, I talk about root sin. My primary one was, um, is <laughs> a vanity, Maybe, might be sensuality now, but in vanity, I found my identity in other people's opinion of me. Right. And it yeah. wasn't rightly ordered to God. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think this is an area where um, we often can run into the trouble of putting human relationships as gods in our lives because, you know, we talk so much about how much power there is in human relationships when they're lived in a healthy, holy way. But when they're lived in a disordered way, we can start to place our identity in the other person mm. that we're in relationship with. So it's no longer, I have my own distinct, um, valuable identity as a child of God, but I am so-and-so's wife or I am so-and-so's mother, or I am, you know, in in these various relationships with people and that, that those relationships become so primary to your understanding of yourself that you're losing the understanding that you completely independent of any of those relationships are completely identified as a child of God, unique unto yourself. And that if all of those relationships were to fall away, you would still be you, the you that he created, mm -hmm. right? And, I mean, as Megan is saying this, I'm, I'm just getting this sense of calm and peace and, and reminding, because this is something we have to do every day is to remind ourselves, um, I am a beloved child of God. I am so beloved by him who created me. And this is true and this is real. And if you have difficulty even hearing this, I just... I just encourage you to sit with that. Just sit with that truth that you really are loved so much by your creator. And we have to start at that point. I mean, to me, everything, when you have that rightly ordered, your day is going to fall in line. And I personally have to battle that all the time because I make other things more important or I'm getting distracted mm -hmm. with this and that and so forth and so on. And then I have to always kind of pull myself back, right. pull myself back. Yeah. I think one way to kind of do a bit of a gut check as far as whether you may be struggling to have allowed something to become an idol in your life is to ask yourself the question, is there anything that I can't live without? Mm. Like, 
or any person, any activity, anything that if I think, or even you don't even have to necessarily go so far as to say I would die without it. But if you, if you say my life would really feel like it's almost not worth living if I didn't have this or my devastation at the loss of this would be so profound that I'm not sure that I could overcome it. Or if the Lord were to ask me to give that up, I don't think I could do that. Like if you answer yes to Mm -hmm. any of those questions, you've probably created an idol in your life. Right. Because we are called as Christians to holy detachment, which means not that we don't care about things, but that we care about them to the extent that God calls us to be engaged with them and that we engage them to love, serve God and to bless the other and not because we need to fill some need within ourselves. That sense of loving, we've talked about this before, I'm sure on other episodes of loving people and engaging with the created world out of our overflowing abundance in the Lord and not out of our need. And when we function out of need instead of out of abundance, that's when we're in danger of creating an idol because we're starting to think that I have to have that in my life when all we really need is the Lord because he created us and sustains us. And that in, is enough. He is enough. And he's telling us he's enough. And that when we go into situations where we behave in ways that say, Lord, you're not enough. We're in a spiritual peril that he doesn't want for us. Right. I think so many people um, get swept up in the world and don't even realize how far they've been swept away from their identity as the child of God and no longer even really know what it means to put him first. Yeah. Or or even they like, oh, well, sure, I put him first, but yet, you know, that you're missing mass and you're working seven days a week, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, yeah. I don't know, just, I just, self-reflection is just so very, very important to rightly order yourself toward God. So I'm looking forward to when we get to go to keep the Sabbath holy. That's another one. So I'm looking forward to that one. (laughs) One thing I do want to, you know, we're coming up on our little 20 minute mark, which is kind of where we're trying to land these things. But I would say that in the end, the thing or person that we're most likely to create a false God out of is ourself. Mm. In the end, our pride that says, Lord, I know better what's good for me than you do. Yeah. That is putting ourselves in the place of God. You know, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this one that really is a God to many people. Money. Right. Yeah. Oh, and wow. again, that's it's another thing one. that says, I need this in order the, to I'll be, be happy, happy this is a to source be fulfilled. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just exactly. another one of those things, so right? True. That we put in place of him. And, another and, God. Yeah. These needs that we think we have that are material, that are temporal, you know, when really all we need is the eternal one. Right. How many times have you seen you know the rich hollywood folk that says hey people money doesn't make you happy take it from me right yeah Mm -hmm. 
I think as we end, I'd like to call to mind, you know, that beautiful, succinct quote from the Baltimore Catechism when it says, you know, what's the purpose of life? What's the purpose of life? To know, love, and serve God in this life and to be with him forever in the next. And so that's a perfect place of an examination of conscience on this first commandment. In anything in your life, is it drawing you to know God better, to serve him more faithfully, and to love him more purely? If, if it's not accomplishing those things in your life or if you're not ordering your engagement with a person or uh, an activity or a material good, if it's not ordered towards knowing God, loving God, and serving God, then it's probably not properly ordered. So then you need to examine about how you can get into right relationship with that person, activity, thing, so that you can put God where he belongs in your life and put those things subordinate to him, which is where everything belongs in relation to him. Amen. Excellent. All right. We'll wrap up on that for this time. And we hope that you will share this now at the beginning of this walk through the 10 commandments, because the 10 commandments do really build on each other. Like there's, you know, it's not, there's an order to them. That's I think very intentional by the Lord. So uh, share this with others so they can start walking on this journey through the 10 commandments with us. Hope you've been blessed by it. I know that I've always I'm always blessed to have these conversations with you, Pam, and I'm looking forward to uh, talking about the second commandment on the next episode. So until then, live in holiness and God bless. 